0: The Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sport, science, and more. Welcome, everyone, to season two of the Abstract Athlete Podcast, the House Call Edition. As always, we want to say thank you to everyone for listening. We really appreciate the support and want to say thanks to all of our amazing sponsors and especially our growing number of supporters. Also want to say thank you to Space Grandma for providing the music for today's episode. Please check out our downloadable creative daily creative exercises on our website, theabstractathlete.com. It also gives information on upcoming events. And please follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, really excited today to talk with Ed McLaughlin, the head vice president and director of athletics at Virginia Commonwealth University. We're going to talk a little bit about his background, the importance of creativity for athletes and for all of us actually, and the challenging times right now facing college sports. Uh, with that, welcome Ed McLaughlin. um so yeah you know like uh we'll, we'll obviously go, get into the creativity stuff um at Ooh. some points, which i like totally love that you you wanted to do this but i thought you know like i think it's also cool to like a you know talk a little bit about your background and then dive into um you know a lot of like i mean obviously as humans we're dealing with challenges and stuff right now but Like the challenges of, of an athletic director, I think are extraordinary. Like I saw the the post you did the other day about, you know, just the finances of, cause is it just the, the spring sports got an extra year of eligibility, correct? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. The spring sports did, but the, we have, so many challenges that go along with it now just trying to figure this whole thing out. I mean, it's really, yep. you know, spring sports get the extra year of eligibility um, and everyone thinks oh, it's always a spring seniors, but it's really all of the spring student athletes. So it's a, it's really got a four year effect on it now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we have increased costs going up.
0: Cause you have an entire we have, extra class. You have
1: an entire extra class. Right. Uh, so we have an increased cost going up. At the same time with we have NCA distributions going down. Yep. And you know, there's gonna be obviously some some questions of what's gonna be enrollment's gonna look like, you know, so that'd impact our student fees. So th- we get a whole lot going on. Oh, I'm sure, lot of, I
0: can't even imagine. I mean, I'm sure you're on the phone with the president every day, as well as ADs all over the country, like yeah, uh, just ab- about how you know, just a sense of normalcy. I mean, which is yeah. I mean, you know, who knows when that's actually going to happen? Um, and and I think the thing, you know, like, you're you're a sports guy, obviously, and just that the loss of being able to watch things on television. Like, I know people are like watching replays of stuff, and it's like I can't do that. I can't. No. I can't watch like replays of the 1986 World Series, even though I want to. Sorry, but oh. <laughs> as a Boston guy, I know that that hurts. So. <laughs> Me and, me and your lovely, uh, your secretary are huge Mets fans. Oh, I just,
1: know. just just, drive it in my heart. <laughs> and she wasn't even alive when the Mets won the uh, World uh, Series, so I don't know what the hell she's uh, celebrating.
0: <laughs> she named her dog Shay like me, which I thought was actually hysterical. So, um, But you're a, like I just went, like I just said, you're a Boston guy. So like obviously you're, you know, Boston is such a huge sports town and traditionally, oh God, the 2000s, you guys have just been winning everything and so i have to ask yep. the tom brady question how does that sure. i mean how does that sit i mean like that, that to me i was surprised personally but yeah i mean I, I think it's
1: too bad i mean we we do in sports romanticize careers in some ways right so yeah. you know the thought was tom brady was going to win a super bowl then ride off in the sunset and go off go out on top whatever the hell that looks like right so you know, I think that's romanticized. I mean, at the, the the end of the day, I mean, the Patriots have become successful because they haven't compromised on a player's skill set. Right. And if they feel like someone's skill set isn't where it needs to be, they they move on. Even the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen it before. Joe Montana wouldn't played for the Chiefs after the 49ers. Uh, you know, in various things like that. So um, I think know, Montana
0: actually told him not to go somewhere else, didn't he? Oh that, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought yeah was oh yeah
1: but you know I mean you know these, these these cats they you know they um they they start to believe it they yeah. start to believe what everyone says about them I mean yeah. uh you know <laughs> we're all replaceable in every way shape or form but you know it is you mentioned earlier about the sports stuff I mean I saw a, a video clip of someone gambling on the weather the other day of whether other you know was going to rain or not <laughs> You know, I mean, it's that's which is obviously a parody, but it, Right. But but I mean, hey, listen, it's the truth. I mean, you know, we we, we have sports is a connector in our society. It's not Absolutely. just the entertainment part of it. It's a it's a connector. It's a social thing. And and I, I think the, the, the hard part, I mean, you know, I've been watching sports documentaries now just to yeah. just to just to go. But, you know, I, I, I it's really given me an opportunity to look at what's on television. There's some ridiculous garbage on television. Absolutely,
0: I can't even watch. I mean, like, because sports was really the only thing that I did watch, and I'm glad you said that. That it, like, sports is a connector. Because I mean, traditionally, like, baseball in particular, back in the day, like, that was the fabric of society. Like, it was like what brought people together. And even if you, you know, like, were was a were a Dodgers fan or a Yankee fan, like, that hatred, it was still a love hate. Like that Absolutely. idea of, of competition and, and how sports brings, and it's just hard, man. Like I, it, you know, I just have people like sending me text messages. My cousin called me. She's like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I <laughs> have no idea. It was like, I can't watch anything. Like I'm, I, you know, right. I've, I've been watching documentaries like E60s again and, and all yep. these 30 for 30s, which are great, but it's still like that, the, the aspect of, of, of the game and the competition and, and it's just, it's hard. Like, and I, you know, like, again, I know that the VCU fans are just like, you know, in a state yeah. of like, what, you know, and it's just, it's bizarre. And, you know, it like is. me teaching class with, with your student athletes has been, it's actually been really great because they, they've actually, Really bought into this creative thing. I'm am actually literally getting text messages from from students all the time with images. 10:30 at night on a Saturday night, which I just think is hysterical that a student athlete would text a professor on a Saturday night at 10:30 with images of something they drew. Like 20. They're not texting every professor on Saturday. <laughs> night. No, that
1: right now. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're special, and you know that
0: <laughs> rarefied air. So no, it's just it's bizarre to see like how how um how all this is unfolding. And that kind yeah. of, I think the unknown for this, you know, for the younger the like the students, they have just like that kind of loss. I think that's the biggest thing. And I'm sure you're dealing with this with the coaches and, 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 and probably talking to the student athletes as well is just that, that loss of that daily routine and how, yeah. you know, like I remember when I was a student athlete, like you woke up and your day is built and now mm-hmm. they have nothing, and it's like, what do I do? And it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you know, it really, it shows, I think, in this time, how much something like creativity as, as an outlet, as a release, um, not only for just general sports fans. I mean, sports is a release for folks. It's yeah. it's an outlet. It's it's those who don't play it, they go to watch it because it's it's something to do that's not their daily lives, right? For our Student athletes, they do it in their daily lives. Um, it, but but the structure and and what they are able to do, um, in the sport that they love to play, I mean, that's a release for them when they don't have it. I think you know that that need for creativity, that need for an outlet, that need for to find your um your endorphins in some other place, um, and and to do that within a time when you like the structure that you're used to having, Yep. um. And, and I think we all are. I mean, I, this is the first time in my life that I've never, I, that I don't go to the office every day. Yeah. I mean, in 25 years, I mean, I in my career, I've, I've never not had a job. I've never not had an office to go to every day. Um, and, you know, and I can still, I can still walk over to Siegel Center if I needed to. But um, but the reality is, you know, the, that daily structure for a lot of us, uh, it's it's hard not having that. And for our student athletes, you know, they've they've had to adapt to not having their daily structure. And doing remote learning yep. so things like with your class where they can it is a thing where they can sit down and be creative and have some level of expression of where they are and, and share their their frustrations or their anxieties or all that i mean i think coming out of the other side of this the things like creative expression and mental health and mindfulness and all those things are going to be so much more important between now and, and us coming out of the other other side of it, it, it i mean It was already a point where, especially with student athletes, mental health things becoming a a lot bigger deal than than what people in society understand uh, or appreciate. But but now it's even more so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, obviously, I I agree. Like, I think it's been really interesting. You know, because I sent that workbook to you and the coaches, and we've sent it around to other other um, businesses and different different uh, outlets and stuff, and just to realize that, that, that return to kind of creative expression, because again, I think we're all like all of us as kids would sit down at a kitchen table and, and draw and color and coloring books and but but most people stop. But that realization that creativity, as an exercise as a practice is actually beneficial to us, just the same as it would be for working out every day. So that's what I've always been trying to get the student athletes and really anybody like it's, you know, again, like this isn't just for one component. This is like for broad brush stroke across society. It's like sit down for 20 minutes a day and just do this and and see how it actually affects you as a human. And
1: yeah, it really is. I mean, I, someone described, well, Tim Contos, our strength coach
0: yeah.
1: and I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this, but he described, we were talking about meditation the other day, you know, I both meditate and we talked about it the other day. And, and he said, you know, it's it's, um, it, it's more like a filter. And if you don't have a filter in your house, then things get clogged up if you don't have that thing every day. Um, and I really do believe creativity in any way, shape or form is, is a filter. Yeah. Um, it, it helps you, you know. It just, it, like you said, it's just like working out. I mean, if I don't work out on a day, I,
0: whoops, I'm losing you a little
1: bit. I am a, a, a great if I don't get to work out in
0: Oh, I'm know, the same. I'm the I mean, same day,
1: way. I, yeah, and, but if you don't, but 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 in in these times, I mean, I I would say if you don't have a variety of those. Yep. in a variety of, of ways to, whether you sit and you write creatively or you, or you draw or paint or you meditate or, or anything like that. I mean, you have to have a, a combination of, of, of these things to go forward. And I think we've been trying to really express for our student athletes of, of find different ways to yep. have that creative outlet.
0: No, right right been now. it's, it's been really cool to like, in particular to work, you know, obviously the abstract athletes, more of the global kind of, anywhere in the world, but to, for me to be able to work with, directly with students and you can actually see the light bulb go off with different ones at different times, like working with, uh, Timo, who is, uh, you know, back in Switzerland and like, he's starting to get into meditation and, and like kind of understanding like this importance of kind of releasing. Yeah. You know, like you use that word release that, that space and just, and particularly now it's like, this is crazy. You know I mean? This is, this is like like really nuts. And like to remove what's happening in the world is not a bad thing right now. And, 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 you know, you can do that physically correct, but like to do it mentally, I think is just as important, maybe even more important. So, yeah, I think it is.
1: I think it's just as important and sometimes more important because I do believe, you know, I, we we've talked about it with our student athletes a lot too. It's and but I've talked about it with people in the community and, and all that like I, I think during these times, the ability to remain positive, yep, is is critically important. And if you don't have a release and, and a reset button, some way physically and and mentally, um, if you don't have that that reset button, you can't stay positive. And especially in, in a leadership position, I mean, if if you can't be positive and 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 convey hope to folks. Yeah. Um, it, it, people, people's mindsets go right down pretty down quickly.
0: Yeah. And it's hard. Like it's hard, but like, absolutely. I think you have to be optimistic at this time. Like this is not the first time in the history of the world that there's been of, you know, a plague a virus, whatever you want to call it. Um, it just happens to be the first time in our lifetime. And so that idea that we're going to get through this. Yeah, we are like, but you have to like be optimistic and, and, present positive energy like because there are a lot of people that are going to be like completely negative and and you got to like combat that i mean it's like like for lack of a better way to say you know parney our buddy he's like the Mm -hmm. most optimistic guy on the planet and i love that he's always constantly pushing like we're going to be back at the ballpark like soon like and it's going to be awesome and like and like those kind of things i think are like more important than ever right now, till
1: so. they are i mean it, it, and to me if you, if you can if you can remain positive through these times and you can and you can connect with people uh in in a wide variety of ways, whether it's text or phone or video yep. or things like that or the virtual happy hours <laughs> that people are doing I, I I do a bunch of those each week <laughs> uh, which, which probably, uh, I don't know if doing multiple happy hours a day is a good thing, but I mean, whatever. I'm there's no rules, Ed. There's no rules. There are no rules. We're in Vegas these days, right? You don't know what day of the week it is.
0: Yeah, I have. Yeah, literally have no idea. I have to like no put idea. stuff in my phone look, to remind me, oh, I have to call my students tonight, you know. I have to do this today. Exactly right. Yeah. You know. But like, I mean, kind of going back, like, I, I, I'm assuming you're like in constant contact with coaches. Like how, like... What is the? Isn't there an, the rule? The NCAA rule is like twenty hours a week of contact, or is it twenty-four, something like? I mean, how 20, yep. has that changed in in some sense? I mean, obviously the the literal contact has changed, but like that idea of how coaches can interact with with their student athletes right now, yep. has it just been like put on hold? Like, I mean, I'm sure it's not complete hold, but just how different. Everything is in terms of training in terms of keeping student student athletes prepared mentally for when they return back to the you know the field or the or the the court and i mean is yeah <laughs> it's
1: changed a lot
0: <laughs> I'm sure like it, it,
1: I, it's it's changed a lot i mean everything's on video I, I I've said it on the the team meetings that that are on zoom that we've been doing um yeah. which which uh it has been great. Um, you know, uh, our strength coaches now have video workouts that the kids have to do. Um, you know, but it's go, it, it, you know, it spans the whole thing. I mean, you know, it's strength coaches doing video workouts. You you can do some level now of, um, of video instruction for, from the coaches to the the student athletes, which is a hard thing as a coach is trying to navigate that. Like how do you coach a kid when they send video, you know, you look at video and how do you coach a kid on video? It's really a fascinating concept. Right. Um, but what do we do in nutrition wise and, 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 staying ready with the kids? And we did a, uh, our nutritionist Haley, she did a, um, uh, online cooking, uh, That's awesome. instruction thing, <laughs> which as I said, I wish I kind of had that yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was in college, that would have helped me a lot. But, um, you know, and even like our sports psych folks are, you know, Dr. Blackburn still meeting with uh, student-athletes on video. It, it, like you, you have to really reinvent yourself in, in these times because we can't just say, oh, forget it, we're, we're fine, and the kids are going to be re- learning remotely and all that. You know, our academic advisors and tutors ha- have had to do so much now, yeah. even more work, to be able to meet with the students video-wise and in, um, in, 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 uh, do advising and tutoring and all that. So... You know, our student athlete experience for a brief period of time here, you know, from whatever that was, March 12th until uh, whenever we get back. I mean, we've had to completely reinvent the student athlete experience and how that looks because we can't just say, okay we're going to do this and then get back and then try to figure it all out, you know, get their bodies and minds right again. I mean, in a time of anxiety and, and crisis, and this is, you know, for a lot of our student athletes especially some of the first generation student athletes who don't have the support systems at home um, that, that, that other kids do. I mean, this is a time of crisis. And yep. in times of crisis, you can't just abandon them. You have to really double down yep. and, and find more ways to connect with them. And, and um, you know, and, but I do think it's, it's, it's the challenge for us as administrators, too, is how do we make sure we, we stay connected with all of our coaches and staff, too? Yeah. You can't just forget the anxiety that the regular adults are going through. Absolutely
0: not. I mean, like, it's scary for everybody because it is like, you know, there's, there's that, that there's the, the fear of the unknown in some capacity. Um, But like, is there any uniformity like to, to how colleges, universities are operating? Or is it like kind of a, a, I don't want to say it's a free for all, but, but in, in, you know, like. Is there any directives coming down from the NCAA? Like, hey, mm-hmm. is it okay?
1: Yeah, the NCAA has given us some directives, but I do think, you know, I'm, I'm on a group text with uh, a bunch of ADs here in Virginia. Um, I'm on ai a, a call this afternoon uh, with a bunch of ADs from across the country. We have weekly A10 AD calls. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all just trying to share as much that we can and, and share, you know, Hey, listen, we're doing this, we're doing this. Um, this is how we're kind of going about it. Just because it is so unknown. The uncertainty is, is super hard for folks. Yep. Uh, you know, you know, you think, you think back to things in our generation that have, that have sort of been um, major crises, like um, 9-11 was uncertain for like a period of three days. Yeah. And then we, we knew we were going to go in and just, just take out Al Qaeda. Like okay. it wasn't even a, like, okay, this is what happened. Okay, let's go let's, let's go kick someone's ass. I mean, that's what it was, that's what it really was, right? Yep. And we knew after like after September 14th, we knew we we're gonna kick their ass. Even the DC sniper was that I, I lived in DC at that time, you know, that was uncertain for a short period of time. Um, but then they, you know, they, they kind of got some leads and they got it figured out, right? And, and that 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 uncertainty. But you know, we didn't live through World War II when yep. you didn't know if you are gonna win that war. Right. We didn't, you know, the, the Gulf War, the first one in 1991, we knew we were going to win that. It was yeah. like lasted an hour and a half when we were done. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> right. there's no question we were going to yeah. go in and do that. But like in, in, in all these times of uncertainty, this, this is unprecedented for folks. Um, so we, we've we I think the more you can kind of share information and talk about it. And I, we, we we do it a lot. Yep. Just trying to figure out, hey, what are the best ways that you all are finding out to, to connect with people? Um, well, feel it, free to
0: share the workbook with them. I mean, cause again, like yeah, we're, that'd be great. We're, we're just trying to like, get it out to whoever, just to like, you know, again, just that idea, 20 minutes a day, take your mind away from, from all this stuff. Um, because again, you know, like I always praise you outwardly to other people as an athletic director of a university, because I do think you're like very forward thinking Um, and pushing, you know, like, getting this minor to, like, go through that we're working on, like, it's, it's, but I think it, it, like, it's, it's very rewarding to have an athletic director at a university be so, I don't want to say adamant, but, like, so forward-thinking, and so understanding of, like, the importance of not just the sports for the athlete, like, the, the beyond the sports and and- well, i
1: tell you what, Ron. I mean, I, I think people have asked me a lot, like why is VCU so successful across the board and stuff? And, and, and by far it's, it's our student athletes. Yep. Number one. I mean, they are the sole reason we are successful and our coaches uh, are right there as one, a, um, actually Sophia is probably number one. And then the student athletes are one, a, right. and then the coaches are one B. Right? Right, right. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it, uh, I'm, I'm just a big believer in if you don't develop all parts of, of the student athletes and you're not making them the best versions of themselves in all ways, shapes and form, you know, they're not going to be as successful as they can be in, okay. on the field or in, on the court or whatever. Um, it is a direct byproduct. Your investment of, in, into them is a direct, is, is a direct becomes a direct result of, of what their the, the outcomes are, right? I mean, it, it really is. There's no... Well, it there's, is the, there's it's no, the
0: more than an athlete... Hashtag that they you know is such a important Absolutely. you know I think back to like like Justin Tillman and to Johnny Williams and and you know like two of the m- more popular athletes at vcu mm-hmm. in the last five years or whatever and how much they got into the creative aspect and just how much they love other things and attack those with this kind of the same presence they did on the court and like you're right like I think they're leaders in the community, um, Mm -hmm. as, as just humans, you know, and I, I like, I totally agree.
1: And you look at all these, you know, knock on wood, we've been, we've been very fortunate, but you look at all these schools that have all these issues with student athletes, you know, it's not that it's not that the, 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 the student athletes are inherently evil human beings by any stretch of the imagination. It's that, you know they they haven't invested at all the schools haven't invested in the kids in all these different ways, you know. And if you invest in all these different ways, it makes it a whole lot better to get this whole thing up. We got my new pup is just walking in the room.
0: <laughs> I got yeah. I got mine out the back because I know I I was just sure that somebody was going to make a delivery, and like That's did right. she lose her mind and start barking all over the place? But
1: but, but we've invested in, and and we'll continue to invest in our student athletes just because it is the only way we are going to maximize what they can do for us in their short period of time. The only way we can do that is we wholly invest in them and everything and find these creative sides. I mean, look at, Justin's a great example. Yep. I mean, Justin's going to have a long and, and probably um, probably a pretty darn good career in the fashion design world once he's done playing basketball, because yep. he's incredibly talented. Yep. But if it wasn't for your class, in our, um, our desire to, to find ways for the kids to have their creative outlets. If it wasn't for your your class, he, he may have been lost once basketball ended completely lost. Now Now
0: we still text each other. And I, I love, again, like to me, that idea that a, a former student is still in communication with me, it makes me feel good. Like I actually did something. And so like, I, I, you know, I love the fact that I'm still in communication with him. Like when I run into Johnny on campus, you know, cause he was dealing with the knee injury. Like it's just yep. like, didn't miss a beat. And you know, I, I th- that to me means that th- this class meant something to them and that relationship yeah. meant something to them. And that's important. And I think that's, you know, like, again, you, you said earlier, like sports is the connector, like creativity is a connector as well. And it's yeah. like, how do you, How do you get these so-called, you know, again, like when we grew up, the artists were supposed to be on this side of the pole, like the, the athletes were, and like that idea, we're not that different. Like let what happens if you mingle together? Like what happens when, when you have a conversation and that, that's, that's the beauty is like, that's when walls start getting knocked down. Um, there's like just great, you know, relationships and and conversations. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well,
1: you think about how, think about how, um, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in the, the, um, the empowerment of authenticity. Right. Yep. Um, and we're empowering these kids to be okay with being who they are. Yep. Now, I think VCU is a, a place where um, you, as a university, you know, we, we just embrace diversity in all ways, shapes and forms. Um, but you know the, the the stereotype for student athletes is is to not have an artistic side. Yep. To not have a creative the dumb side. jock. Right. To not have a, a to not have a, a you know a, a, the the emotional side. Right. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, the number of people who who look at who come to our student athlete. Um, uh, the art and athletics art show and single center where we do it every semester people come and say oh, i i never knew yep. and then the kids post them on their um social media accounts there's some of their art, artwork and their creative stuff um people i think we'll do no. a
0: virtual one actually this semester oh it's gonna be awesome so. yeah uh,
1: you make sure you uh i'll, I'll look for that stuff because yep. i can't wait to see it yep. i mean i I'm, I'm so excited for it um but you know the it, it it's we we've empowered them to be who they are deep down. Yep. Like, and to me, if we can't get them to be who they are deep down, what in the, the hell they're going to do when they leave us. Yep. Right. I mean, it, this, this is, this is just one step along the way because the ball is going to stop bouncing at some point. Yeah. For all of them.
0: Absolutely. You know? Well, that's, I think that you and I both can bring that perspective to student athletes like a career, even if you make the pros, and it's obviously it's a hell of a lot. I don't want to say it's easier than when we were growing up, but there there's more options. Like there's, options. there's your, yep. European, you know, like there's baseball in Australia now, like there's basketball everywhere, yep. but still, if if you make the pros and you were good enough to do that, like you're like, what, three years is like, if you're lucky, right. I mean, lucky. And, and so that idea, then what, you know, Creativity is the option. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a famous artist, but that idea of being able to do that and how it affects the other things you do in your life. It's, it's, it's all good.
1: It's really, well, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the other things in your life. Yep. <laughs>
0: no dogs. No dogs. Sorry. Puppies. No. How, yeah. how like serious puppy. Yeah, three uh, months. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. you're in full-on train mode. Oh,
1: it's crazy! It's crazy. But uh, but you know, it, it's I do think if if we can if we can get them, I, I describe it all the time. And you know, we we have them for four years, and, and then they become seniors in this great version of themselves. They leave us, right? I mean, like Oklahoma City had Kevin Durant for nine years. Yep. They developed him through his college years, and they then they reap the benefits of that for for another five years, right? Um, you know we don't get that but yep. but what we do get is when they call and, and they stay connected and they go off and do these great things we get that benefit although it's very different it's not the, the tangible benefit but we get that benefit be, being part of their lives for a long long time Yep. Uh, and, and to me that's that's the good stuff that's that's more important than winning any championship ever
0: oh 100% I mean like I know fans don't always understand that no, but... our fans don't
1: understand that at all Ron no. I can tell you that <laughs> They don't
0: understand that part of it at all. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's why they're okay. called fans. That's why they're fan mattex. Right. So, they're not called rationals. <laughs>
1: they're called
0: fans. That's a good name, though. The rationals. Yeah. <laughs> I the rationals, Rams- maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Working on something. Well, you know, you know, I wanted to talk maybe a little bit about your past, like where you came from, because oh. Boston guy. Um, yep. But you, you've been athletic director and or assistant there's the pooch right there um at other like you were at niagara at american and merrimack is that correct
1: yeah so i was at uh i've been here for eight years as the ad and then i was at niagara as the ad for six years before that um so i i described my six years in buffalo as the coldest 10 years of my life (laughs) because it is it's uh, that's uh, yeah, not
0: a joke although it was snowing here today i don't know if you noticed that for about I didn't notice 15 that, minutes i was like okay it's april 15th in richmond virginia and it is snowing
1: no yeah we don't we don't need that no no, we don't need no. That. um and then i was an american for six years before that as as an assistant associate ad i did facilities for three years and then i did fundraising for three years yep. and then uh I was at Merrimack before that. Merrimack just went to division one. So Oh, did they really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they just went to division one. So I was uh I was there for that uh, for five years when I first got in the business. And
0: what like what are you like what were your sports growing up? Like obviously like, like a Boston guy, like a hockey thing, I assume is yep. in the DNA. Yeah, I know. I remember sports. we talked a little bruins in the past, because so, my right. my blue jackets couldn't handle it. So um. That's okay.
1: It that happens sometimes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, you, I think it was a, little, a lot different than than when our kids now have grown up. But like when we grew up, we played everything. Right? Yep. I mean, you know, it's uh, played hockey in the wintertime time and, and uh, played football and played baseball and um. And, but you just did everything all the time. And, yep. and uh, so I mean, I just grew up. I, I grew up loving watching sports. I mean, I watch watch anything just sports because that's probably why I do what I do now. But um, just, just the the, the competition piece um, w- was fun for me. I mean, I just, I loved competing. I mean, it's, um, it, it, I I really got into the college athletics piece while in college. You know, I went to Boston College and wasn't nearly athletic enough to play sports in college. So, I mean, I worked in the athletic department and wrote for the school paper and did all these things and. Um, it was fantastic. It just, it, it just opened my, my world, just opened up everything. Now I was fortunate. Like we were pretty good at Boston college. Then in sports, you know, we, we beat Carolina and Indiana in the NCAA tournament to go to the elite eight. We beat Notre Dame in football. And when they were number one, won bowl games. I mean, it was, it was an incredible time. It was, it was an incredible time, but it really opened my eyes to what, what life could be. In terms of of being in in college athletics and the impact that colleges have, I mean, I I don't know about you, but like, I went from being a complete and utter moron as a (laughs) senior in high school to someone who's actually a reasonable human being by the time.
0: I'm still a moron. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean,
1: I say somewhat reasonable (laughs) Reasonable. human being. Right. 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 Yeah, less of a moron than I was then. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but I mean, I think it's it also taught me too. Like, you know, I, I think. The friends that I I have a, 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 a core group of friends that I grew up with. Yep. But my friends Is that in the college, group that
0: you go travel to England? And yeah, you go yeah, yeah. My, my
1: friends in college, but that's my yep. that's my that's my fishing trip every year. That's yep. the we went to England, we went to we went to the Keys this this uh this October and fish for weekend. Um yep. which I I will say, um if if fishing were a high school sport back in the day, I mean a college sport awesome. back in the day, I could have done that. <laughs> I'm a really good fisherman. Ron. I'll say that I'm a much better fisherman than I am in AD most days, but, um, but that's okay. That's a good thing. But, uh, you know, I mean, the relationships that you make in college and the, the way you find yourself in college and and, um, and the way things, at least for me, the way things clicked when I was in college really made me want to then go forward and and, and do the same thing for other people in life. And that, that's sort of how I got to, to doing what I did. And I just don't know. I couldn't figure what the hell else I would do with my time. I mean, I, I don't know if I could work in a regular job, whatever yeah. that looks like. Uh,
0: but, yeah, I, you know, like that idea, college sports is just something different. Like, it's its own country. You know, like, yeah. obviously, like, we've talked, I'm a Buckeye. I was born, literally born at Ohio State. And, like, it's in my de- – like, and – there's nothing I love more that than Ohio State sports like absolutely you know, other but, than the VCU Rams. Well, of course, of course, of course. Duh. Yeah. So, but I mean it it, it is like it's it's it I mean I would compare it to like Premier League soccer. And you know, oh, like yeah. that kind of or when it when the Olympics, when like we like root for a country, like our country like the USA and it's like but college sports it's just like, you know, the the electricity that happens at the Siegel Center is just unbelievable and that yeah. or just like going to a you know the horseshoe when the Buckeyes play. you know the, it's just it's otherworldly and, and if, if even if people don't love sports which is crazy to me but I yeah. always tell them that you need to go to one of these games yes. because it's just like you'll understand um,
1: I, I think the, the the difference between what we do in the pros. And I I think the Olympic um, comparisons is, is probably a pretty good one that, that, that you made, you know, <clears throat> what we do is we still have people who are doing it because they love it. And we have people who are connected because of the identification of it, you know, our, our fans identify as VCU fans, yep. um, you know, they, they don't necessarily, they love the guys and, and the women who play for us. Don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, they're going to keep coming. Uh, regardless of whether or not Mo alley Cox is on the team, or Justin Tillman's on the team, or Jaquan Lewis, or Melvin Johnson, or Bree, you remember, yep. right? They're going to come because they love VCU. Yep. Um, you know, at pro teams, you 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 get rid of a Tom Brady, or you get rid of free agents, and you may not have as many people coming anymore. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, that's just the reality. Um, whereas we have people who are who are playing it for the right reasons, who who are doing it passion wise, and and the folks who associate with us. Do it because of, of who we are and what we stand for, not, not necessarily because we have the best players. Yep. You know, well, and, I, and, I
0: I love like I love the, the that sm- like I'll say a smaller school, even though it's you know, but a smaller school that the team stays together. I love yep. watching a team grow. Like instead of the, instead of the one and done stuff, and especially in the basketball world. So it's always great to see, you know. It's like for me, like watching Isaac Van grow as a basketball player, like to mm-hmm. me is like really cool. And, and you know, and I'm Bones. I'm just waiting to see how he grows. You know, it's it that to me. Waiting to see him find the weight
1: room. That would be nice.
0: <laughs> see, there you go. But We're um, him there though. He's, he's like, a great like, kid. Like just you know, and, and watching like Emily McNamara, like yeah. like become like just like the, the best field hockey player in oh the God. A-10 and, and, and how it's just, it's, you know, like, it's like a fake father just being yep. proud and watching and you like being the athletic director always constantly around, like you're like the dad to everybody. And like, that's like really cool to me like, oh, to be cool. able to like see that development as not just an athlete, but as a person, you know, and like, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about, about the more than yeah, an that's athlete. The
1: good stuff. So, that, that's the good stuff for me. I mean, you know, you've mentioned Emily, her, her road didn't, uh, didn't go without its, uh, its speed bumps yeah. and bumps along the way to say the least, but and she's I mean, I look,
0: killing it now. I I look it. at
1: what she's become and, yep. and I knew she had it in her yep. at, at, in some way. We just had to find a way to pull it out of her. Yep. And, uh, I am so insanely proud of, of what she's become and, 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 and what she is doing with her time now. I mean, yep. she's killing it. She's doing a great job. She's going to, She's going to be, uh, she's going to have gonna, a long career.
0: Yep. Yeah, she's going to be on ESPN someday. Oh, 100%. Within,
1: within a short period of time. Yeah, 100%. No, no doubt in my mind.
0: Yep. And I have to, I have to be, I've actually introduced her to Natalie.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just like, I was like, that, that actually worked out well. It worked out pretty well, right? Yep. So. It worked out like, pretty well. Well, I, like, I guess, you know, obviously we could sit here and talk all day, but I guess like what, I mean, this is a weird question, but like what. Like, what do you like? How are you seeing sports are going to be different for a while? I think. And 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 I'm assuming it's just going to be very organic and how we get kind of back into that and that constant communication with, you know, obviously president of the university and other athletic directors and how how this this kind of comes back. And, and I don't know if that's even a question maybe that's a statement but like yeah no,
1: no, I, I think I think your statement is is rooted in the question of, of what does it look like when when the doors open again you know yeah. you know I, I was having this conversation yesterday is, it, it goes as simple as down to like you know how much hand sanitizer you gonna have to have at the door when people used to walk in I mean and, yeah. are we checking people's temperatures I mean there's the operational what does sports look like yeah. but then there's the then there's the feeling of what a sports look like right are we all gonna are we all gonna flock in, in like like we just got got let out of being grounded for six six months yeah. or something or four months whatever the time frame is you know like when you're a kid and you're grounded and you finally get to go back outside and you like run outside because you can finally get back out and you are like the adrenaline like are we still gonna is that what's gonna look like are people gonna be measured to go back and you know, it's sort of like, are people going to be jumping in or are they going to be last adopters type of thing like that? Right. So I I think that those are all fair questions. I mean, my hope is, is that once we start to play sports and, you know, and and the the amount that people have missed sports, uh, will come through pretty quickly. And I, and I think the ability to be outside among other people watching a game, um, I think those things, will uh, I, I you know I, as I said I, I'm a big hope guy um, yep. but I do believe in, in that that will will bring people together and, and that will give people a reason to feel better about things again uh, and, and feel like we've really just we've really got back to normalcy and I think once sports comes back it, it will be a key indicator of our lives being back to normal again whatever normal looks like these yep. days. Um, No, but I think that
0: like, and that's like a really great place to end because I do think that sports, there is hope in sports and there's hope, there's hope in creativity too. Like, I know I keep always, you know, weaving these two together, but I do think that there is, (laughs) there is that, that people miss it, like, you know, and you can tell. And so I do think that that, when it does come back and, and it will be different for a while, but that idea of just kind of like exhaling. Like oh, no doubt, sports is like we back.
1: one hundred percent. Like you know, when you have these times and, and you're dealing with it, like you finally get back to normalcy. It's funny, like people get a feel like, oh, I'm in a rut. This is my routine, whatever. But then when they don't have it, all hell breaks loose, right? Yeah. You know, I mean. So I think people will be so happy to get back to their normal lives, and sports will be just that biggest piece. But I do believe I'm with you. Like I think creativity is is right there with it, and. You know, in, in the in the blending of those two things, if, if people can't have those, man, your life goes crazy. Yeah. Your your brains on overdrive and and not in a good way. Um. You know, so I really think you know as much as I've enjoyed watching some sports documentaries, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ready to get back to. It. I'll give you a couple uh, when we're done here. I'll give you a couple to, to watch. That yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm doing right now.
0: Cool. Well, I mean, you want to wrap it up? You. You good, do you have anything? I'm great with you are, my friend. this is, yeah. this is your
1: podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, <laughs> this is a free form this is this is you're the start of season two, actually as a matter of fact, this it, strangely enough, when we started this, one of the things we wanted to do kind of embedded within the podcast was something called house call. And we like we came up with this like four months five months ago, whatever. Wow. Um, and that the, the idea being that we wanted to talk to like doctors, uh, you know, we talked to Sifu, like on multiple occasions we would do, and like, we just have topics like that. Let's talk about stress today. Let's talk about this. And like now it's kind of actually, unfortunately, very prevalent. And it's like, it's very in, um, that idea of the house call. Um, so it's like, you're actually the first one in this series embedded within the, the full, um podcast so I feel, I feel i feel very
1: honored well now I, I
0: hey i the fact that you you reached out and said let's do this i think again i think it speaks volumes to you as a person um and how uh, you know the belief in in a your student athletes but just in humans like in that and how you really are you know you're really a motivator you're a forward thinker and and really pushing pushing the things that I think really matter. And so, you know, like, thank you. Thank you. Um, I
1: appreciate that. I appreciate that. I will, uh, I'll think about that tomorrow morning when I meditate how I can (laughs) can do it better.
0: Cool. Okay. I'm going to stop recording now. Um, And then we'll keep talking for a second. Awesome. Um, oops. Where's the recording? I, there you are. Um, if you have any coaches that want to do this too, let them know. Um, yeah, yeah say, absolutely. So, um, absolutely. But which? What are the docs you've been watching? I'm curious. So, um,
1: I so I watched the um, Sunderland till I die. Have you seen that one? No. It's it, it, they just started season two, but it's about Sunderland, who was a Premier League team. Yeah, yeah. Relegated, and then they got relegated again. So, uh, that that's really good. Um, there's a documentary. It's on that. That's the Sunderland ones on Netflix. There's a documentary on Amazon about Borussia Dortmund. Oh, cool! Um, it's only four episodes, and it's in German, but it has English subtitles right. and/or dubs. So
0: my German's a little
1: rusty. Obviously, that's
0: on, that's on what?
1: That's on Amazon. Okay. And then I'm watching the F1, the Formula One, on Netflix now. So good.
0: One of the oh, doctor, no? one of the doctors we work with, uh, Ron Garbo. Um, you might he was at that that. uh, Oh, uh, the vent. Yeah. Yep. Um, he wants to, do, he does something. You'd actually be super interested in what he deals with. It's called heart rate variability. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, that's his thing. He that, really? Yeah. That's his thing. So oh, wow. he, he if, if you listen to our podcast, I did one with him. I think it's number three or four. And okay. he talks about um, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And, and the big thing with him, and he uses this example, like with heart rate variability, because he was the first person to use both feet, well, and feet. That, yeah and so how it actually changed um oh god racing and he's the best yeah. in the world yep oh and yeah he's like he's a beast, like, he's a beast. it's crazy 6 time world champion yeah. now or something it's, like that it's but stupid so
1: yeah it's it's wild so those are the, those three i have um those, those three are a little non-traditional yeah but they are really really cool. good
0: nice okay but thanks man like we're we'll uh do a little production on this it'll probably be out like next week so, all right brother. Well we'll, uh, be well, we'll yeah, we'll catch up soon. All right, thanks man. That's good. You well. take right, care. Thank you later. Bye. Thanks again to Ed McLaughlin and as always for listening to The Abstract Athlete podcast, the house call edition. Amazing conversation today and really food for thought about where we are and where we're heading. And kind of the importance of of creativity. Uh, Please, again, stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. But especially, again, check out the website for the daily creative practices, which are downloadable. See you next week. We're going to be talking with Maurice Barcodes Jackson from the band The Photosynthesizers. Thanks again, and don't forget to exercise the body, exercise the mind, and stay healthy.